We started the book of Esther. We we say that uh, the the overall theme of the book of Esther is waymaker. You know, it is God that is making a way for His people. And I want to assure you that even in whatever situation you may find yourself in, God is making a way for you. You know, sometimes you don't see it. Uh, sometimes it's behind the scenes. But the good news is that you don't really need to see it, but you just need to see a way mad. So trust God, believe God, keep the faith. Uh, it doesn't matter the pressure, the opposition, the persecution, the tribulation, the lack. Keep the faith because God is making a way for you. You know, the Bible says he makes streams of water to flow in the desert. That's the God that we serve. He makes a way where there is no way. He makes a highway even in the wilderness. That's how faithful God is. And I just speak that over your life. I speak the faithfulness of God over your life. I speak his provision. I speak his supply. I speak perfect health over you. And I just want to encourage you to hold on to every word of God. Because the words of the Lord, they are pure words. A silver is tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. That's how pure the word of the Lord is. Praise God. Praise God. We continue uh, enjoying this beautiful journey together, the book of Esther. Today we are on lesson number 32. I hope you're keeping track. Uh, we are on lesson chapter, uh, lesson 32. That is Esther chapter number 2. Uh, we are on verse 21 today, 21, uh, verse 21 to 22, Esther, uh, chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. You know, I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, meditation around this. Uh, I had a message, you know, all figured out for, for verse 21, verse 22. Uh, until this morning when when the Lord pointed something that I had overlooked uh, on the verses and he told me to come back to it and and uh, make it a lesson for today's teaching. So it's going to bless you. It's going to bless you. Lesson, chap lesson 32, chapter 2, verse 21 to 22 of the book of Esther. It's, it is dealing with anger. Dealing with anger. Lesson 32, dealing with anger or deal with anger. You know, whatever you choose, um, it will all be good. So I expect a lot of amens and responses because the subject is a very good one and a very powerful one. Okay, ready to read? Right, in those days while Mordecai sat within the king's gate, two of the king's eunuch... Bicta and Teresh, doorkeepers, became furious and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. So the matter became known to Mordecai, who told Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. I'll read the same from the NIV. It says, During the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bictana and Teresh, Two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway became angry and conspired to assassinate King Exes. Right? But Mordecai found out about the plot. 
and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. Wow. Yes, the reading of the word is is blessed. Now, this is this is just amazing. Hey, this is this is amazing. We we spoke about eunuchs before, those who worked, you know, for the king. Uh people that the king chose to work for him, the kind of people they were and what they had to go through. They had to be castrated in order for their service to be pure before the king. And their focus was the king and the kingdom. As they were working, their focus was the king and the kingdom. But even though they were eunuchs, their focus was the king and the kingdom. But still, where you bring two people, three people, four people, five people, let alone hundred people, there is bound to be problems. There is bound to be friction. There is bound to be uh, confusion. You know, somebody will say something that you do not like. You know, somebody will rub you the wrong way, will step on your toe. You know, everything can happen where there are people, where people are together. There is always a problem. And, and the problem is never other people. The problem is always yourself. The problem is never others. The problem is always you. Why? Because on your own without people, you are a problem. Okay? On your own without people, you are a problem. You, you, you promise yourself. I always say this, you promise yourself that I want to wake up at 4 a.m. and pray. And you don't wake up at 4 a.m. and pray. And, you know, you miss 4, you wake up at 6 on your own. So you don't even need other people to break their promise. You break your own promise. Something that you say to yourself on your own, you can, you can mess it up. You can say, well, I don't want to watch this program ever again. And you find yourself, you're watching it again, you know. So on your own, before we even put in people, you are a problem. Okay, so next time before you say, well, my problem is people, you need to say my problem is me, you know, because the people, imagine 10 people like you coming together who cannot keep their promise, 10 people like you who come together who are not as committed, 10 people like you who come together and you lie to yourself and sometimes you have even stingy, you cannot even give yourself a beggar. You know, you, 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 you just say, well, I'm not giving myself. So sometimes your stinginess is not only to others. It's just yourself. You can be stingy on your own. You can die of hunger on your own when you have got money because you have got plans. And sometimes you forget that, uh, you know, you don't, you can't carry out the plans uh, if you are hungry. And if you are dead, you die of hunger. And sometimes your head doesn't function properly. I, I hope you're getting me. So on your own, you are a problem before, before we come. Okay? So these guys, they are there. They're eunuchs. They are serving the king. All of them, they love the king. They love the kingdom. But because they are people, there is bound to be problems. So the Bible now says, In those days, while Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, right? A... Uh, Bigtana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway. Okay, I want you to look at the location. They guarded the doorway. They were very close. Every person coming into the palace, these guys were there. Okay, they were the face of the kingdom. They were like ashes. Became angry. Okay, the Bible does not tell us why they became angry, who angered them, but the Bible simply says they became angry. They became angry while they were going about their business. They became angry. 
Why is it the Bible does not tell us who it is? Because who it is does not really matter. Okay, if you choose to be angry, you choose to be angry either angry at the king, angry at other people, angry, but they were angry. Okay, maybe they were angry at Queen Esther. The Bible is silent, but we have a sort of a clue because the Bible says they became angry or furious and conspired to assassinate the king. Okay, you know. I watch some programs sometimes. Maybe the king was not the problem. Maybe it was the king's son that they had a problem with. And to get back at the son, they wanted to kill the father. You know, there are people sometimes they are, you know, you, you, you have a, what, I, I don't know whether I call it a crush. Yeah, let me call it a crush. Um, you know, you are crushing at someone's wife. And, and, and uh, the husband does not know that you like the wife. And what happens, uh, you, you plot, you become angry at that guy for taking care of his wife and for remaining alive. Okay? <laughs> you can become angry uh, because the guy is remaining alive, you know? Uh, and you, you, you decide to kill. So I want you to, to see that maybe it was not even the king who had a problem. Maybe they had a problem with other, other people and they, 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 they directed now their anger towards the king and their plot towards the king. Okay, so the Bible says they became furious, they were angry. They became angry. Like I said, the reason why we don't hear the reason why they were angry is because the reason is not important. Why is it not important? Because anger at every given time is a choice. Anger is a choice. Anger is a choice. There is that common saying that you cannot stop birds from flying over your head, but you can actually stop them from building a nest in your head. Okay? So sometimes it's not about who angered you, what they did, you know, how they did it. Uh, if you choose to be angry, you are choosing to respond. It is you respond, responding, which means anger is a response that is chosen by a person over a particular uh, action that has happened or a particular person. Alright? So anger is a choice. Not, not what made you angry. Anger is a choice. And it is what a person chooses to do. Okay? Now, there are a lot of people who can justify their anger. Well, my, mine is justified. And this one says mine is justified. And this one says mine is justified. But at the end of the day, Anger is just a choice. Okay. Now, they became angry. Now, anger on its own is not really the problem. Okay. It's not a sin to be angry. You know, something can happen, you know, it gets you angry. Anger on its own is not the problem. But this is the problem now. Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 26 to 27. Ephesians chapter 4, 26 to 27. All right, Ephesians 4, 26 to 27, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. Okay, fine, you decide to be angry. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger or in your wrath. Do not let the sun go down. You know, um, it used to happen quite a lot, you know, in our young years of marriage with my wife. We will let the sun, not only one sun, Okay, we will let the suns go down. 
so the first sun on Monday and the sun, other sun on Tuesday, and we let the Wednesday sun go down and we let, you know, seven suns will probably go down in our anger. And the other one sleeps facing this way or the other one sleeps facing the other way. Okay? You, you see what is happening? Um, so it's not only letting one sun go down. We are letting a number of them go down in our anger. Okay? So the Bible says, do not let the sun go down in your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Because the moment you let the sun go down in your anger, you are going to give place to the devil. Well, she's not good enough. Well, I should have married so-and-so. Maybe if Mrs. So-and-so was my wife. You know what is happening? You are letting the sun go down and you are giving place to the enemy. And because you are giving place to the enemy, you begin to see whatever was small is beginning to be magnified. So the longer you stay or in your anger, it is the devil is magnifying the problem and magnifying the problem. And you begin to connect dots and pieces that are not there. Puzzles that are not there. You create them in your head. You connect them. What has happened? You have let anger, you know, um, overstay. Okay, yeah. You have let anger overstay. And because, you know, it's just like you, you come into a country, they give you 30 days, and if you overstay, right, you are illegal. That's what, you know, the laws of the country. You are now illegal. So anger, it, it's not getting into the country that is a problem. But it is overstaying. Now, overstaying in this case is letting the sun go down in your anger. When the sun goes down in your anger, next time, you know, the, the problem, you know, becomes prolonged and prolonged and prolonged in with you. You know, I like it because I'm having very few comments today, which is, which is very encouraging. Uh, I see that I'm hitting the nail right where it's supposed to be. Praise God. This is the beauty of the message of grace that we preach. But keep following. Okay. So, do not let the sun go down in your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Which means, if you let the sun go down in your anger, you are already giving the devil a foothold. You are giving the devil a place in your life to, to speak to you, as we are going to see as we continue. So, the first part that we see here, the Bible says, they became angry. There was no problem. But they let the sun go down in their anger and they began to plot. You see? Because they kept it. They, they, they started plotting. So when anger has matured, it plots. And it plots the downfall of the other person. When anger has overstayed, it comes up with a number of things. I wrote here, you know, it is, first it is anger. If it overstays, it's called hatred. And when it overstays, then it destroys or kills. This is how it goes. So first it is anger. There is nothing wrong. It overstays, hatred creeps in. The devil now has a foothold. And now when that hatred has matured, what you find there, you find, you know, killing. You know, death is inevitable. You want to kill, you want to destroy. I'll explain as we go. Second Samuel chapter 13. 20 to 22. Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 13. 20 to 22. The same woman you paid Lobola for, you were excited, you were happy, you were saying you are my angel. 
or the same man that you say, this is, I want to have a family with you, you are the man. Wait until something wrong happens. You only need two hours to see that man as evil. Two hours. Alright, two hours. After that thing has happened, as you process and meditate on it, you know what the Bible says in the book of uh, uh, Joshua? Let this book of the law be on your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. And what will happen when you meditate on it day and night? You will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Now when you meditate on the wrong, when you meditate on what is not good, when you meditate on that's one thing, the anger grows. And what happens? You will also make your marriage suffer. You will also make, you know, your relationship suffer. Your workplace becomes, uh, become a very terrible place to be. Why? Your, your boss becomes the most evil person you have ever known. Why? Because because you have let the anger overstay and the devil got a, a hold over your life. Second Samuel chapter 13, 20 to 22. It says, And Absalom, her brother said to her, Okay? And Absalom, her brother said to her, Has Amnon your brother been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in a brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. And Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tama, he had raped Tama. So he became very angry. He became very mad because of what the brother had done. Are you, are you getting this? Now, you see what is happening here. Let me give a bit of background so that you understand where we're coming from. So Amnon has a sister by the name Tama. All were children of David. Then Amnon lusts after the sister. And, you know, he finds ways to sleep with the sister. The sister refuses to sleep with the brother. Then Amnon one day pretends to be sick and says, you know, ask Tama to bring me food. Amma then, you know, goes with the food. And Amnon forces himself or raps um, the sister Tama. And after raping Tama, the Bible says Amnon then hated Tama and said to her, get out, you know. Pushed her out of the room, get out. You know, he didn't want to see her. He had already violated Tama. Now, when Tama was violated, put on ashes, uh, and she started screaming and, and, and shouting aloud, crying aloud. Then now, on verse 20 to 22, then Absalom, her brother, said to her, has Amnon, your brother, been with you? Right? And obviously the response was Yes. But now hold your peace, my sister. This is the advice that is coming from Absalom. I want you to check this out. This is very interesting. You know, listen to this. And he says, uh, but now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. This is counsel that is coming from a man, right? Good words, but the man is angry. And he's counseling the sister out of anger. When he is in anger, he is canceling the sister out of hatred when he himself is in hatred. So there are people who can cancel a person 
out not necessarily because they are out okay but because they want to deal with the problem themselves in the way they are saying don't worry I, no, don't worry, don't worry about him. Just, just don't worry, my sister. You know, just forget about it. Well, they are saying forget about it. They are saying forget about it, not because they have forgotten about it themselves, but they are saying that I will deal with him myself. Okay, hold your peace. I, I, I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll do it myself. Now, this is what you you learn from 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 this. Okay. The Bible continues to say, I'm coming back to the lesson. The Bible says, verse 22, And Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. This is what people call maturity in the church today. If something happens to you and you keep quiet, you're considered mature. Right? Ah, this guy is very mature. You know, if something happens to him, he keeps quiet. He doesn't respond. He's quiet. No, silence does not mean maturity. Okay, keeping quiet does not mean maturity. A lot of people they are very, uh, they are more people who are mature. Facebook maturity, you know, Facebook maturity. You start a story, people engage you, you keep quiet. You say, I was mature, I did not respond to them. It was maturity. That's not maturity, my brother. Because if you were responding, uh, if you did not respond to them, but you are responding to us about them, then you are not mature or you are not mature. Right, or you respond on a Sunday on the pulpit about something that happened on Facebook, it's not maturity, okay? Mm-hmm. This is good. They it's called uh, maturity in theory, okay? It's, it's, it's maturity that is not maturity. You, you, you sound mature to everybody, but deep down, you know that you're not mature. You have got anger that you have harbored, you have got hatred that you have harbored. Okay, so when the Bible says, and Jesus remained quiet, he did not only remain quiet here on his mouth, he remained quiet even here in his heart. So your, your being mature is not seen by what you say and what you did not say, but it is seen by the state of your heart. If you are quiet on your mouth, be quiet in your heart. If you don't shout, outside with your voice and we hear don't shout in your heart okay don't shout in your heart why because god does not see only what is said or hear only what is said but he sees the heart and he hears what you say in your heart now when you are mature you are mature both on the outside and on the inside i hope you're hearing what i'm saying a lot of people um women especially in their homes, they have learned the art of just keeping quiet. He says something, they keep quiet. He says something, they keep quiet. He says something, they keep quiet. They say something, they keep quiet. And, and, and you keep on going, and you keep on going, and you keep on going. But inside, they are bitter, they have by anger, they, they wish the guy was dead so that they move on with their life. It's, called, it's not called maturity. And when they go and teach other young women, if they're older women, they say, no, if you want to keep your house, just be quiet. Just be quiet, just be quiet, just pretend that everything is okay. Right. So Absalom's keeping quiet did not mean maturity. The guy was plotting in silence. You know, have you ever heard stories whereby the wife just then takes everything and goes? And the husband is surprised, but we were together. And everything was fine. Yesterday was, you know, everything was okay. No, it was never okay. 
Okay? It was never okay. It's not like something just, you know, overpowered in the moment. They call it the Sarajevo, um, you know, Sarajevo assassination. Something that triggers. But it's, it's a lot of things that has been happening and happening and happening. Then there is the Sarajevo moment that takes place and it sparks this huge war. And when you're looking at it, is it really this problem that sparked the war? No, it's not the problem that sparked the, this one. That sparked the war. But it is years and years of plotting and harboring anger and hatred that led to the destruction. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, I wrote here, anger can make you appear mature. Anger can help you appear mature. Right? Imagine people in the community, I wrote here, imagine people in the community like, ah, you know, we just love how Absalom, you know, handled the case. <laughs> what was he hearing me? Ah, we, we love the maturity because when, when it happened, Absalom, you know, he didn't react. The guy, the guy actually canceled, you know, this is the type of leaders. Okay, and you know, you are, you are put in leadership because of your maturity, but deep down you know that you're not mature. Okay? Now, this is, Verse 32 now. Second Samuel chapter 13, verse 32. Praise God. It says, Then Jonadab, the son of Shimei's, David's brother said, no, 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 I don't want that. Okay. I don't have my Bible today, so I'm going to speak from my heart. Now, what happened between chapter 13, verse 22, going down, Yes, you want to bring my Bible, Gary? Yes, bring my Bible. Thank you. Yes, I got my Bible. All right. Second Samuel. It happens, you know, sometimes you forget your Bible on the other side and you're afraid to, to get it because people want perfect things on life. Uh, Life is the only time that we all appear mature, we all appear organized. Um, if only we are organized in real life as we are when we do life, we will go very far. It's just like if our messages were as good as our flyers. Have you ever thought of that? If our messages were as good as our flyers, <laughs> ah, it would be powerful. The conference would be powerful. Now, verse 23. That's the verse that I want. It says, And it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers in Baal which is near Ephraim. So Absalom invited all the king's sons. Now I wanted the part. After two full years, the guy was quiet for two full years. Mature for two full years in the eyes of people. Everybody clapping hands for the matured Absalom. The way he's finally handling stuff, it shows maturity. But meanwhile, the guy was plotting and he hated Amnon because of what happened two years ago. What is it that happened two years ago that is still a problem with you? Ask yourself. And, and are your problem not two years old? Is your anger not two years old? When the Bible says, do not let the sun go down. How many sons have gone down now? Two years. 365 plus 365. Others five years. Others ten years. You are still angry. Hatred is there. 
You know, you wish their things fail and you hear they bought a new car. You are angry. You wish if they got get into an accident with that car. You wish that uh, if their marriage will fail, you see them on Valentine, they are buying beautiful roses, a bunch of a thousand roses, while you are praying that it fails. Okay? Look, my brother, how about you just let it go? How about you just let it go, my sister, and just live a life, a life of grace where we forgive as we have been forgiven. So, maturity, that is not maturity. That's what you see here in the story of, of Absalom. Those doorkeepers, Bitana and Teresh, they still went back you know, to their doors and they're standing like this, honoring the king. Fake smiles. This is what happens when, when you are faking, when you are angry. Everything will be fake. Okay? I wrote here, number one, anger made them lose their commitment to the king and the kingdom. Anger made them lose their commitment to the king and the kingdom because of anger. Anger made them act out of character. Right? There are a lot of people who are in prison today, not because they are murderers at heart, but they were angry. Have you ever seen them? You know, they are going to court and they are covering their faces. They don't want to be seen. Why? Because they acted out of their anger, out of their hate in the moment. Then all of a sudden, they become awake and they are embarrassed. Okay? They are embarrassed of the actions that they did. Anger made them make the wrong decision. Okay? Anger made them make the wrong decision. No, let's, let's kill the king. Anger. This is what anger does. Let's kill the king. Okay? It's called anger. That has matured, you know, into a hatred. And now you seek to kill. Absalom still the same thing. He was angry at, uh, at Amnon. And he hated Amnon for two years. He's matured in two years, and he, after two years, killed Amnon. Now, by, by killing, I don't mean killing like you take a, a knife and you stab someone. No, the desire to have their dreams fail. It's killing. It's destroying. The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Okay? So, at that time, you allow the devil, you, you work together with the devil in order to bring about destruction and you wish you are just looking for someone to carry it out and if you find someone a stranger carrying it out you feel like you can you know go there and congratulate them and say thank you because my enemy i didn't know my enemy was your enemy and I'm, at least you were happy and courageous to take action okay so anger made them make the wrong decision. So anger can make you make the wrong decision. I quit. You are angry because the boss rebuked you at work or something happened. I quit. You know, if you're a wife, I, I dealt with another case one time. Um, you know, these TV shows, bad sometimes. So this woman was angry because of what the husband was doing and all that. And she's like, okay, fine. Um, I want to get back at him. I want him to be jealous. You know, they had watched uh, Oprah Winfrey's show and someone was speaking there. Make him jealous. You know, and they went and they got a, a, a divorce lawyer, got divorce papers and put the divorce papers on the table. This is a case that I dealt with, dealt with some years ago. Put the divorce papers on the table. And after putting the divorce papers on the table, the husband saw it and I was like, oh, you want a divorce? Ah, perfect. He thought, because the show, in the show, they said, make him jealous. And he will fight for you. And the guy did not fight. It's like, it's okay. 
and the, 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 the lady now calls me, she's all crying, pastor, I just did this because I watched this program, and they say that, you know, make him feel jealousy, and I said, you know what, I can't help you out of this, because the guy was now going around with, ah, no, he, she's the one who wants the divorce, so I'm giving her what she wants, mm. right? <laughs> Ooh, anger. Anger sometimes can make you make the wrong decision. He says, I'm, okay, I'm going to my house. They say, it's okay, you can go. It's only when you're outside the door that you realize you don't have a house to go to. <laughs> anger. I quit. There are people who are struggling today because of that. I quit. Movie style. I quit. You know? Or there are people who don't even have TVs today because in anger, they, so, they just move the whole TV, everything, put down. <laughs> Anger. Anger can make you, it can make you do stuff that after one second, you're like, but there's a game that is starting in 30 minutes. How am I going to watch that game? Anger. Alright? So, can make you make the wrong decisions. Anger usually connects, I mean, yeah, anger usually connects with anger. Right? It attracts like-minded people. Okay, so when you're angry, it is very easy for you to also see someone who is angry in the same kingdom. These ones, they were big, big Tana and Teresh. It's easy. Have you ever seen people who have the same weaknesses? They can connect easily to each other without a problem. Angry people, they usually spend time together. They, they connect and say, ah, no, he did this to you. Ah, he also did this to me. Then two angers together. Then you sit down and you conspire and plot. becomes easy. Okay? Why is it you always meet people who are angry? Alright? Our pastor did this to me. He says, even me too. Alright? Our so and so did this to me. Even me too. That anger in him, because why is it they didn't go to person A and person B and person C? They perceived in you the anger. Okay? If you don't have it, it dies with you. If you have it, it's magnified and it becomes now a, 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 a united force of angry people who all, by the way, have a point. Every person who is angry has got a point. Okay? Anger made them pretend. Yeah, anger will make you pretend. They were pretending to be protecting the king by the door, but already they were planning. So they needed to protect them, I mean, the king from themselves. So it made them pretend. When you are angry, you pretend. Okay? When you are angry, you pretend. Just like many people can pretend for 25 years in marriage, they pretend to be happy, and yet they are not happy. Their smiles are fake. Deep down, they are not happy. They are crying. They are angry. They hate the person where they work. They hate their boss. They hate... You know, sometimes they even hate their children, hate their parents, hate their wives, uh, hate their husbands, hate everybody around, hate their church, hate, you know, anger can cause you to pretend. <clears throat> ah, pastor, that was powerful. <laughs> and you're pretending, you know, pretending. That's what anger does. These guys... They, they went to the doorpost. They continued to do the work while in the background they were, you know, they were plotting. But pitching up, they pretended. They knew how everything was supposed to be done. But now it was no longer being done in love. It is called pretense. 
That's what anger does when it matures and it is allowed to go to overstay and it goes the, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day up until sometimes everything ends in divorce. Why? Because somebody chose to be angry and kept that anger and uh, sub, you know fed the anger, made the anger grow. Now it is difficult for you to work your way out. You know, I read something some years ago. Uh, the, the statement was like, sin gets you into trouble, but pride keeps you there. Sin gets you into trouble, but pride, it is pride that keeps you there. The pride to say, I'm sorry. The pride to say, I was at fault. The pride to say, I should have done things differently. The pride to say, it will get you there. Then you die, you die, you die, you die in your sin and in your pride. Praise God. Right, so this is now what happens after two years, verse 32. Then Jonadab, the son of Shimei, David's brother. So, so the plot now, Absalom says, no, I want all the king's sons to come. You know, because we want to have a function and celebrate. It's a plot now, two-year plot unfolding, right? Then Jonadab, the king, the son of Shimei, David's brother answered and said, Let not my lord suppose they have killed all the young men, the king's sons, for only Amnon is dead. For For by the command of Absalom, this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. When was it determined? From the day. It did not come later on. From the day that Amnon forced himself on Tamar. From the day Amnon raped Tamar. Bitana and Teresh, from the day they, were, they chose to be angry over whatever had happened, they, they, they conspired, they kept it, they plot. So, the, you know, Jonadab is saying that, King, this is what you are seeing today. Don't even ask, where is it coming from? It is coming from two years ago. Remember we read on verse 20, it says, But when the king David heard all these things, he was very angry. So David was angry. Tamar was angry. Absalom was angry. So we are introduced to three people who were angry. Tamar, David, and Absalom. Absalom canceled Tamar. Okay? So we believe that Tamar had Absalom and she got out of anger. David was very angry and he let go and decided to forgive Amnon. But Absalom kept it for two years with it, with it, with it. Do you know that some of the things that are happening to you that make you angry, they're happening to other people around you and they're choosing to be happy. Mm. Same thing. Don't tell us how you don't understand. You know, if only you you get into my shoes. Look, your shoes are too tight. We have got bigger shoes. (laughs) We have bigger, bigger shoes, bigger shoes. Don't when you know, it's pride that makes you think we don't understand you. We don't need to understand you. We need to understand the word of God. Ah well, you don't understand me. You don't understand what I've been going through. We understand what the Bible says. The Bible says, "Do not let the sun go down in your anger." It did not say, "But when this happens to you, you can go down in your anger." 
And if this happens to you, you can, you know, sometimes I counsel people and people say, but you are trying to take them to the word. They say, but the word says, says, pastor, you don't understand. I don't understand, but the God who understands you said it already in the word that do not let the sun go down in your anger. Are you trying to say God does not understand you and God did not know what you're going to go through? It is a choice to be angry and to hate. Paul had the same problem. You see, Paul at the end of his time, he says, ah, so and so did evil to me, sort him out. <laughs> the guy who was preaching grace, <laughs> he says, ah, that one, what he did to me, very bad, please sort him out. May he get what he deserves. It was anger through the speaking through the apostle Paul. I love the Bible because in the Bible, even the best of characters, the people that we look up to, they made the mistakes. And you cannot say, well, Paul, Paul said it and I'm going to do it. Yeah, Paul said it out of his anger. Okay? Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Okay. Psalms 37 verse 8. Psalms 37 verse 8. Are you not pretending today? Are you not pretending? Is your smile genuine? It's bad. <clears throat> I told you what God spoke to me when he ministered to me the message of grace. I was in Cameroon a couple of years ago and he gave me the picture of marriage and says, uh, this is how I feel. Imagine Ria comes to you after seven years of marriage and says, ah, honey, all the days and the years that we've been sleeping together, I was doing it out of duty. My heart was not there. God asked me, how will that make you feel? He says, terrible, bad. And God says, that's exactly how I feel with people. They drag themselves to me. They don't really enjoy my presence. They are afraid of me. Some of them are angry. Are angry because somebody died and they're angry at God because so and so died that was dear to me. If God, if you loved me, you should have done a miracle. We are all going to die. Right? That's why we preach the gospel that we preach. Don't be angry at God because somebody lost a job, somebody died. You are not the first person to die. <clears throat> or to have a death in your family. Let go. People die. We move on. Alright? Don't be angry at God. You know, God, why is this this accident happened? You know, you're angry at God. Why is it I lost this opportunity? Let go. Okay? Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Ask yourself, how many suns did you let down in your anger? All right. I'm preaching good. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 it says Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry for anger rests in the bosom of fools <clears throat> Anger rests in the bosom of fools there is nothing fashionable about being angry it rests in the bosom of fools Don't be part of the fool Band, the fool's wagon 
decide today to say, I will not be angry whatever has happened. I will not let this anger get to a plot and then, you know, I then begin to wish the destruction on other people. Pray to God today and say, God, I forgive those that I've been holding because you forgive me. Lord, I let go. If you are a husband, you are a wife, sit down with your wife today. Sit down. If you were angry, be honest. Tell them I was angry. But today I decide to start afresh. I decide to have everything genuine. My smiles will be genuine. Everything that I'm going to do from now onwards, when I respect you, it is coming from a pure heart. It is not coming from fear. I'm no longer doing this to keep my marriage. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm no longer doing this to keep my job. I'm doing it because I love what I'm doing. I'm no longer doing it in order for me to keep my relationships, but I'm doing it because I genuinely love. Choose the path of love and let go. God bless you. I believe you were blessed by the ministry of the word. Let us know uh, what God is doing in your life. And if the word blessed you, please let us know. Um, our details uh, are there on, on Facebook. Uh, send an email, send a WhatsApp message. Would really love to know what God is doing in your life. You are blessed. And let's meet again same time, same place next week. God bless you.